Welcome to the White Coat Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Certified Coach Paula White, MD. If you're a physician in academic medicine looking for skills to understand and take control of your experiences, both in work and out, this is a great place to start. Hello, thanks so much for joining me again today. Before we get started, I was just going to mention that the whole time I was brainstorming and writing last week's episode, I had the song Respect playing on a loop in my head, like the whole week. The one by Erasure, not the one by Aretha Franklin, because I was a teenager in the 80s and those were my formative music years. So just thinking about that made me want to look up the video and oh my God, it was so cringy, like unintentionally campy. But that was what music videos were like back in the day. Do they even make music videos anymore? I have no idea. I think the last new music video I saw was when Childish Gambino's This Is America came out and was all over the internet for obvious reasons. And clearly those two songs are very different, but man, those two videos could not be more different from each other. A lot has changed in 30 years. But anyway, today's topic. I thought I'd do a little episode on this because this is a topic that comes up not infrequently in coaching. It's not uncommon that I'll be coaching someone about decisions and they think they don't know how to make the right choice. So then we talk about how the right choice is the one that is most in line with your values and this is where it comes up. Someone will say, but I don't really know what those are. Sure, almost everyone can give a sort of canned answer and list a bunch of things that pretty much everyone values, honesty, kindness, things like that. And I do want to point out a distinction. A lot of times in politics, you hear people talking about values and what they really mean by that is, these are my rules that I think all other people need to follow and believe, and if they don't, I get to judge them. Specifically in politics, the use of the word values almost always applies to how someone else is living their life that is in no way affecting the person espousing the, quote, value. No one says, I value not running people over with my car because, well, aside from a very, very tiny fraction of the population, everyone thinks that's important. So it doesn't need to be said. It's a given. So just to be clear, we're not talking about the political use of the word values here. But of course, you all already knew that because you all know that we don't get to control other people's thoughts and feelings. But as I was saying, this usually comes up in the context of decision making. We like to tell ourselves that we can't make a decision because it's too hard or too complicated and that we need other people to help us decide. But the only time you really need someone else to help you decide is if you're missing key pieces of information about one or more of your options and that person can give you the information. Apart from that, enlisting someone else to help you decide which of two things is better for you, it's an emotional cop-out. It takes you off the hook for being responsible for the decision. Then, if things don't turn out how you wanted, it's someone else's fault. And that's a normal human thing. Responsibility sometimes feels big and scary. It's okay if this has happened to you. In fact, it has almost definitely happened to you because we're all human. It's probably not the best way to live your life as a whole, though, because if you're not responsible, you're also not in control, and not being in control means that your life and your experience of your life only turn out how you want if other people just happen to make it work out that way. No thank you. A quick refresher about decision quality. 
Remember, the determination of whether a decision was good or bad does not rest on the outcome. It rests on how carefully, rationally, and thoughtfully you weighed the pros and cons of the options and selected the one that is most in line with your core values or sense of self. You know well before the outcome, every time, whether a decision was good or not. For a perfect example of a good decision, Google Diagostino and Hamlin. These are two Olympic runners, Hamlin from New Zealand, Diagostino from the U.S. They were running in a preliminary heat for the Rio Olympics, and Hamlin tripped and fell, accidentally bringing down Diagostino with her. Diagostino was able to get right back up, but noticed Hamlin wasn't getting up, and she stopped and turned around and helped her up and encouraged her to keep going. They started running again, and then Diagostino realized she herself was hurt pretty badly, fell down, and then Hamlin held back, helped her up, and encouraged her to finish the race. I cry every time I see that video. Each of them stopped, slowed down their own time, in order to help a rival who was struggling. If you only looked at the outcome of the race and their individual times, you'd think that stopping to help someone was a bad decision. But the part where they each stayed true to their personal values, that's what makes it a good decision. This example is also great for showing you how you can figure out what your values are. If either of those runners had been interviewed before the race about what was going to be most important to them that day, they likely would have included things like giving it their all, getting the best time they could, maybe placing, probably things like that. But as it turns out, helping someone in need and sportsmanship, if you'll excuse the gendered term, were actually stronger values than those other ones. Here's an interesting twist on that. Someone else in the same situation might have kept running because in the moment when everything was happening so fast, they either didn't think or thought that trying to catch up was what was most important to them. And after the fact, that person might feel badly about their actions and wish they had chosen differently. So then they can learn, if they choose to, that helping others is actually a stronger value for them than personal accomplishment. But it's also possible that someone who didn't stop and help might feel good about their decision. When reflecting that they didn't place in this once-in-a-lifetime event, it might help bring them comfort to remember, well, even though I fell, I got up and kept going as fast as I could. I know I did everything I could to try and place. That person might have felt nothing but regret if they had stopped to help the other runner, because for them, personal accomplishment is a higher value than helping others. They might think, I gave up any chance of my dream if they had stopped to help. Do any of those examples make you a little uncomfortable? Are you having some thoughts and opinions about either the real or imaginary people and scenarios? Maybe judging them a little? I am, so if you are too, you're not alone. I'm sure you can tell by the way I presented them what my own values are in this arena. This is where it gets a little dicey, and we need to be really clear with ourselves that our values are for us alone. Since I was clearly aligning with the stop and help crowd, I need to remind myself, hey, if that runner doesn't stop to help, they haven't inflicted any harm on the fallen runner. There's no malicious intent. I think it's a very safe bet that in an event like this, there are all sorts of medical personnel immediately available to come to the aid of an injured athlete. There is no need for another runner to stop. They're just not following my own imaginary rulebook, and that makes me a little judgy. 
But here's the thing. Lots of people don't follow my imaginary rules. The world is full of people who don't. Do I wish everyone would? Of course. Wouldn't that be great if everyone always did exactly what we thought they should do? But yeah, that's not how the world works. So it's a good place to remind yourself once again, my values are just for me. This is why no one can figure this stuff out for you. You have all the information you need. You just need some practice drawing it out. When you're feeling blocked, though, here are a couple of tactics you can take with yourself. If you're feeling spicy and you're in a solid place emotionally, a good old cut the crap, yes you do know, can work just fine. This typically works when, like I said, you're in a good place in terms of your emotional well-being, but just having a moment of feeling mentally lazy or whiny about having to do hard work. Just knock it off, figure it out. A slightly less blunt tactic is to pose to yourself the dreaded question, okay, but if you did know, what do you think the answer might be? I both loathe and respect that question. It's so annoying to be asked that when you just said, I don't know, and yet it always gets results. I think what it does is just take the pressure off a little. If you're asked straight up what's the answer, there may be a feeling like, I have to get this right. What if I'm not right? What if I'm wrong and something terrible happens? Whereas being asked, what do you think the answer might be? Maybe it gives you a little more wiggle room. Like, I'm acknowledging that you just said you don't know. I hear you. But what's your best guess? I think it also makes it clear that coming up with an answer is not optional. You already tried to weasel out of it once and it didn't work. So you might as well give it a try now. So that's your sort of middle of the road tactic. And then when you're feeling really, truly stuck, like you just absolutely do not know the answer and it's too hard and there's no way you can figure it out, this is where I think the fallen runner exercise is handy. Look at your options. List out all of the potential ramifications that you can think of for every pathway that you might take. Then look at that list and see what stands out as something that either resonates strongly with you or anything that feels completely unacceptable. It's sort of like a pros and cons list, but instead of looking at the length of each list, you're just looking for what hits you in the gut one way or another. When you do this, you can see what you value. Okay, but what about this? What if right now your values would drive you to get up and keep running and not look back, but you wish you were the kind of person who would stop to help the fallen runner instead of pushing for your own goals? Or the other way around is fine too. Just any situation where you're pretty sure what you currently value, but you aspire to something different. Well, that's where you use your stepping stones. You're on one riverbank now, and you want to get to the other one. And sure, you could slog through the river of misery, but your journey is a lot more enjoyable, and you're much more likely to make it to your destination if you create your stepping stones to make your way across. If you want a refresher on stepping stones, that was episode 20. All right, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me, and I will see you back next time. Any opinions or views on this podcast or on my website are my own and should not be attributed to my employer.